0: Hello, welcome to the Q&A with Dr. J show, everything you want to know about relationships and didn't know who to ask. Thank you for joining me in my internet radio and I look forward to hearing from all of you. Don't forget to hit me up at rxdrj for you at coxwebmail.com And eventually, uh, I will be adding a 1-800 number. But for right now, just um, email me um, and keep those uh, questions coming in about relationships. And we will air them and archive them. And you can come uh, to them to visit the internet radio show and find your answers. there will be your answers and it'll be the answers to everyone who's out there and listening audience. I just thank you again, welcome you aboard, and let's get started with our first Question of the day. I received an email from a listener and they want to know a little bit about relationships in terms of how to meet someone. Should they go online? Should they go to parties? Uh, They just, you know, are kind of stumped because they're kind of in a relationship slump right now and they want to um, kind of put themselves out there to be open to meeting new people. My invitation is this. Just continue to do what you do and what you enjoy doing. You don't go out purposely looking for a relationship, whether you're male or female. What you do is you just continue to do the things that you and activities that you enjoy doing. If you like the museum, go to the museum. If you like the beach, go hang out at the beach. If you like to dance, go dance. If you like to do karaoke, do karaoke, etc., etc. The main thing is, you will always meet people. And if you meet people at places that you enjoy being at, instead of going to places that you don't necessarily enjoy and looking for someone, you just keep walking in your purpose. You keep walking in your pleasures and your activities that bring you joy. And you will actually meet someone at those activities. And you won't have to change them and they won't have to change you. Because obviously, if you meet someone doing something you enjoy doing and they're enjoying it, then you've kind of met a person that it's easy to move into a friendship with. The other thing I want to say is that don't put so much concentration and energy upon meeting someone. Remember this, that which you are seeking is also seeking you. So it's just a matter of living one day, one moment at a time, and showing up into your presence and showing up into things that make you happy activities that bring you joy or that give you enlightenment and eventually the person that's seeking you and the person that you're seeking you'll find each other one other invitation i'd like to give people who are out there seeking relationships is that um spend more time with the primary relationship which is what i consider my higher power god Um, You know, stay in your spiritual well-being and being centered. And additionally, be in a relationship with yourself because you can't give what you don't have. And so you can't be open to a good relationship if you're not in a healthy relationship with your higher power and mostly with yourself. So when you have this downtime, it's an invitation from the universe to you actually spending some time alone not being lonely but spending some time with yourself and working on some of the character defects that you have or working on other kinds of things that you need to develop for yourself better communication tools um better listening skills um being non-judgmental and unconditional uh learning how to do new things that um, bring you joy and excitement and because A relationship can't make you happy and it can't make you unlonely. You can be in a relationship and be lonely. But the thing is, is that in a relationship with yourself, if you're self-fulfilled, when you do meet that exciting someone else, they can't make you happy. But what you can do is you can be happy. And in that moment, you will learn to share your happiness with that special other person. So again, don't go out looking for a relationship. Seek the relationship you have within and be the best person that you can be one moment, one present moment at a time. And when you're out doing the things that you enjoy doing, you will not only find the relationship, the relationship will find you and it'll be just the right one. So remember, this is Q&A with Dr. J. Everything you wanted to know about relationships and didn't know who to ask. I hope that answers your questions and email me again if you would like some further information regarding that response. I'll be happy to individually respond to you as well as respond on air. Okay, I'm going to take the next email, the next uh, listener. Thanks again for your question. You are asking the question about you've been married for seven years and it feels like you're in that seven-year itch. You know, it's just the relationship is just not exciting anymore. It's like humdrum. There are more arguments, more disagreements. You know, it just like seems like the excitement is wearing off the relationship. And what can you do to renew it? Wow, that's a great question because I don't know if the seven-year... Itch is a myth, but I think what it is is that after five to seven years living with someone constantly and interacting with them, I think what happens is that you really forget to do the work. You forget to do the work with yourself and you forget to do the work with your partner. And so remember, in a relationship, it's not just the beginning, middle, and end, but it's always the beginning, middle, and end. That is Every time you're challenged with a new idea, a new activity, a new growth level, you have to start the beginning, the middle, and the end of that particular challenge. So communication, for an example, you first meet and you're communicating on one level, and then when you make a commitment, get married or move in together, um, whatever the relation, however it's defined, the communication sometimes can change. And so I think that You have to sit down and, as a couple, talk about how you're going to communicate your feelings and thoughts to each other on a regular basis. Because a healthy relationship is predicated and built on a a healthy communication system. You can't get so busy in your everyday work world. Or with children, or other friends and family, and activities. Whether it's golfing, or tennis, or swimming, reading, <clears throat> where you have to have yes, you do have to have some alone time doing some special things that you enjoy. But then you have to have a couple time. Once you move into couple coupleship, you you have to give some let's take away some of that individual time and put it into your couple time. So again, sit down, have a conversation. I would say maybe weekly have a conversation about um, how do we want to communicate. Each one of you bringing some gifts that you have about your own communication style, as well as each one of you being willing to look at your character defects. And then sit down and talk about what would it look like if you guys... um, simply own your character defects as well as each other appreciate the gifts and what can you do to improve that for an example one idea would be to have um, a couple meeting once a week not a date but a couple meeting which is different than a date a date is when you go out and have an activity and you enjoy it and that's good too you should have that but in in staying with communication you need to sit down and say we're going to meet once a week and have some topics that each one of us bring to the table to discuss about things that will improve our listening skills and our sharing our feelings and thought skills, which is the verbal communication. <clears throat> so there's nonverbal, and then there's verbal communication, and then there's written. So, I mean, you have to look at all levels of communication and be open, each one of you, to satisfying each other's needs on a daily basis of how you're going to communicate. And then the most important thing about communication, of course, is how are you going to argue? How are you going to argue? You have to argue fair. You have to verbally fight fair when you're in a relationship. So don't forget, when you're communicating, you have to also talk about, well, um, if we're having a verbal disagreement... We need to do A, B, and C. For an example, if we're getting to a heated argument, then the agreement before the argument has to be one of us is going to walk away, but we're not going to walk away for long. We're going to come back and we're going to uh, sit down and talk about, uh, you know, just talk about the, the issues at hand or we're going to write them out come back and say, hey, look, let's have this conversation. If you're wrong, you have to be willing to come back and also apologize. So there's a lot that goes into communication. It's not a simplistic thing. And so getting back to the question about the seven-year itch, these are things I think, this is one thing that I think contributes to that seven-year itch is that people forget to do some of the fundamental things of building the relationship. The very thing that brought you together can also tear you apart if you don't practice them on a daily or weekly basis. So I would say there's no such thing as a real seven-year itch. I think that's a myth. But I think that after seven years, you start taking each other for granted. And in a relationship, you can, in a coupleship, you can't take each other for granted. Remember to use your tools. So I hope that portion of it is helpful to you. And I think this is like a 3 parted sh- question. And um, I'll respond to the second part because while communication is primary, the second part of a coupleship is um, friendship. And let's talk about that on our next series. All right. Keep those Q&A's coming with Q&A with Dr. J. Everything you want to know about relationships and didn't know who to ask. And be sure to reach me at rxdrj at cox.net. Thanks again for visiting me in my Internet living room. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you. Have a great day.